Hello, guys. Hey, how you doing? Welcome back to my YouTube channel. My name is Muhammad Tantawi. I appreciate you listening. Dude. So if you've watched any of my videos before, you know that I cut my hair. Because my hair is gone. It was time. But kind of miss it. I mean, I don't feel as, like, majestic. I just feel like cool, you know? So today I wanted to talk about some notes from a 22-year-old who's about to turn 23. And if you asked me when I was 18, I would have thought my life would be a lot different than it is right now. A lot of things you can get lost in. Before I begin, I'm speaking from personal experience. Because I'm talking. Someone says, like, unbiased information. That's just weird to me. Because I don't know what is unbiased that I've ever listened to. Everything is biased. Like, everything. There's a lot of things you can get wrapped up in. Better words to use is c consuming your time with, spending your time on, um, wasting your days doing. Yeah, there you go. So for me, it was like politics and like morality at the root of that. Because I question myself. And then behind all that, religion. So I would question my afterlife. So existential crisis mixed in with like a moralistic, is moralistic a word? And then on top of that, a societal perception slash a new view of how I viewed everyone I ever knew up to that point. I never considered someone's politics when I was talking to them or like I never thought about it. It never went through my mind. What do they believe? And it never occurred to me that what you believe has like this deep, forget that, I hate that word. That what you believe is tailored and, and comes with a whole set of presuppositional values. Like, for example, let me try to think of an example. So, like, a hardcore right-winger who is, like, pro-abortion. Like, it just doesn't really, I mean, you might be a couple people, but it's not that common. So, I, like, I started to understand that that we weren't exactly that unique and that everything that we do and say comes from a sort of team. I remember learning about this thing, like, my God, what was it called? Like the latitude of, of opinion, or the latitudes of opinion. And if, like, in, on between two, between two intervals on that line, it would be something you disagreed with and something you were in favor for. But the gap between those two was so small that people wouldn't realize how close they were on agreeing to things. I didn't believe that people had opinions and wore them on their sleeves like like there was something to fight for. I think it's probably important that you are offensive, at least to some people. Piss off none, win over none. But if you piss off some, you might win over some. That's how I look at it. I think the one thing I'm pretty certain about is that the hierarchy of of social status and of or the economic chain, what would you call that? The socioeconomic ladder. I think that's pretty prevalent. I think that's about the only thing that really matters. I think that's the only thing that has an effect on your perception and the way people perceive you. And I don't exactly know what to do about that. Or how people live despite 
knowing that. I had this theory once that we intoxicate ourselves to a point where it becomes a routine because the intoxicants become our social tool and the utility of that intoxicant provides us friends who share similar interests. But I guess I'm still figuring out what binds people. Because I've noticed that it has to be a common thread, a common set of values. When I was younger, I didn't realize what this word really meant, but I used to call myself a homie hopper. If you don't know what the other meaning is, Urban Dictionary, but that's how I felt from lunchroom table to lunchroom table, talking to different people, never knowing why people were sitting separately. Why people were friends with this person and then other people were friends with that person. And um, today it boils down to for me as social status. And then plus money. But social status primarily because you can be a phenom at something and then be broke. And that matters. So I don't know what exactly that means for me tomorrow. Or what it means for anyone else tomorrow. But I know right now. That I'm careful who I talk to. And I'm careful who I share my innermost feelings with. And I guess what you would call the real me. And I wouldn't know. I don't know if that's smarter. I've definitely seen videos that said. Don't share your inner true self with anyone. And then I've seen other videos. Vulnerability is power. Again, I'm not sure if, if anyone... Actually, I'm pretty sure no one has it figured out. I'm not sure that the way we brand advice and the way we brand different forms of living makes a difference besides to that person who follows it and, and likes it. So I, I'll give you an example. Hold on. Okay. There are like a million different videos on healthy diets, healthy ways of living, eating one meal a day, consuming all your 2,000 calories at once, eating in snacks, what you should eat, um, the meat in our stores are terrible, um, high fructose corn syrup. I remember that, that old lady, I forgot her name, but she said she's had three doctors tell her that if she keeps drinking Dr. Pepper, that they were, she was going to die. And she said all three of them died before her. And she was like 98 years old, drinking Dr. Pepper every day. So I'm like, I'm not sure. There's also that study of the, I don't know if it was a lamb or a rat. I think it was a lamb, actually, because he pet it. But, like, three lambs were taken, and they were all fed shitty food. And then, but one of them, before the researcher would feed him food, he would pet him and, like, make him feel good about himself. And he ended up living longer. There's also another study, uh... Oh, I forgot. It's an ancient Muslim scholar. I don't remember his name. But he took two lambs and put them in a cage. And he showed one lamb a wolf. But the wolf could never touch the lamb. And eventually, after like eight weeks or something, one the wolf who could see the lamb, but the wolf could never touch it. Or the lamb that could see the wolf, but that could never actually touch it, died. It was like frail, weak, afraid. The lamb that never saw the wolf was fine, even though it was in a cage for four weeks. I think that's a huge talking point, that that experiment itself to a broader narrative of, like, cancel culture and, like, threads versus Twitter and all this BS. But 
in the end, I think people balance uh, a moral obligation combined with their existential crises, combined with their like worldly desires, and those three together are such a um, a handful to deal with. That it's a it's a lifelong journey of trying to measure up to the person maybe that you want to be. The what's the four selves? I forgot what the four selves like. What you see yourself as, what you are, how people perceive you, and something else. In the end, give yourself some credit because I say this a lot, probably too much, but I really don't know how people make it. Like I don't know how people live so well and maybe again you don't know what's behind closed doors but i don't know how people manage to hold themselves upright so well and it makes me have hope for myself for sure because i think if they can do it then i can do it that i know for a fact i don't know anything else i don't even know what's better actually apple or android i just know i use apple but i know for sure that if one person does it it opens the door that it is possible. Thank you for listening. Mohammed Tintawi, I'm out.